Hello to you and welcome to the Christmas Alphabet Podcast. We're your all-year-round guide to Christmas in alphabetical order. I'm your host, I'm Wayne, I'm based in Manchester in England. Every two weeks we look at all aspects of Christmas all over the world, starting with just one letter of the alphabet. We're into the last five letters of the alphabet now. And today we're looking at Christmas starting with the letter V. For V we have Queen Victoria, the poem A Visit from St Nicholas, which I've been saving up for today. We've got the Vicar of Dibley, and we go right back to where Christmas started with the Virgin Birth. And our song is a Caribbean classic. All very vibrant or something on the Christmas Alphabet Podcast. Today the letter V is presided over by Her Majesty Queen Victoria. V is for Victoria. Victoria was queen from 1837 to 1901, ruling over not just the United Kingdom, but the entire British Empire. And she oversaw a period of expansion that meant that by the end of her reign, one in four of all people on earth were subjects of her empire. It was also a time of massive social change and the early decades of her reign were the days in which the modern Christmas was formed. Victoria herself spent all the Christmases of her reign at Windsor Castle with her large family, and that in itself created the idea of Christmas as a family festival. In the early 1800s, Christmas in Britain had become neglected and hardly celebrated at all, but through the reign of Victoria all that changed. It was in her time, and particularly in the 1840s, that Christmas became much more like what we know today. In that time we see the revival of the Christmas dinner, the invention of Christmas cards, the introduction of Christmas trees, the invention of Christmas crackers, giving gifts became much more common at Christmas, and a number of customs moved from Twelfth Night and New Year to Christmas Day and Boxing Day. Christmas carols started being sung in a way they hadn't been before, and many of the ones we still sing were written in that period. The idea of Christmas charity and caring for the poor became important, and celebrating the season as a secular holiday was revived with parties and games, although the Christian celebration of Christmas still continued through the Victorian era. How much of this was down to Queen Victoria herself? Well, no, not all of it. Some of it was about new wealth and prosperity across the United Kingdom and the Empire. Some was about more people living in towns and cities through industrialisation. Some of it was a different, more relaxed attitude to religion. A lot of it was about the work of Charles Dickens and the St Nicholas revival in New York. But the Queen and her German husband, Prince Albert, played their part, and they used the new printed media to show that Christmas mattered to them. And what they did, and people of their time did, is largely what we still do today. So V is for Queen Victoria and the Victorian Christmas in Britain, formative to what a lot of the Western world does today. And this is the Christmas Alphabet Podcast. 
Today we're on the letter V in the Christmas Alphabet podcast, where V is for a visit from St Nicholas. You know the poem. "'Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse." This poem, properly called A Visit from St Nicholas, is one of the most important pieces in the history of Christmas. But we're not even certain who wrote it. It was first published anonymously on December the 23rd, 1823, in a newspaper called the Troy Sentinel in New York State. Fourteen years later, that's a long time, the writer was identified as Clement Clark Moore, Now, he was a professor of divinity and the Bible and a very serious Greek and Hebrew scholar. It's said that he wrote the poem for his children while they were visiting his cousin and he never meant it to be published. But it's also claimed that the poem doesn't really sound like something Moore would have written. And although we know that Moore shared the poem with his children, it's claimed that he didn't actually compose it. And it's really the work of a major Henry Livingston. He was a New Yorker whose roots were Scottish and Dutch. And some analysis has said the poem is much more like the style and language of Livingston. And Livingston's Dutch mother may have influenced the poem. But then again, Moore was friends with Washington Irving, who had written about St Nicholas some years before. Well, at least two books have been written on the authorship, and I'm not going to settle it here. But it's worth looking into if you're interested. So what about the poem itself? Well, the poem, The Visit from St Nicholas, is the reason we think of Santa Claus the way we do. Although he is, in the poem, a miniature elf with tiny reindeer, he has fixed in tradition the Santa we love. He's kind and jolly. He delivers presents on a sleigh pulled by eight reindeer. They're called, if you need reminding, they're called Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and Donna and Blitzen. That's there in the poem. Santa comes secretly down the chimney and brings delight to children by leaving them gifts. And then he departs with the cry, Happy Christmas to all and to all a good night. That's changed in many modern American versions to Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. But our modern Santa is very much the Santa of this poem. Yes, he's changed in scale to full-sized, but in many other ways he is what the poem made him to be. And the poem is a combination of the Dutch St Nicholas, the Old Norse Odin, and the modern Scandinavian Nisa elf. If you put those together, you get the Santa that we see in that poem. St Nicholas was now Santa, and is now part of Christmas, and remains so. Whoever wrote it, V is for A Visit from St Nicholas, the poem that begins Twas the Night Before Christmas. Today we're on the letter V, on the Christmas Alphabet Podcast. And V is for the Vicar of Dibley Christmas Specials. I haven't really done much about telly in this podcast, but my favourite Christmas special of any comedy programme is the Vicar of Dibley. 
So it's finding a place here in the letter V. Where do we start? Well, The Vicar of Dibley was a very English sitcom. It's written by Richard Curtis, who has a place in Christmas history as the writer of Love Actually. Curtis had already written Blackadder and Mr Bean, and he wrote The Vicar of Dibley with another great writer, Paul Mayhew Archer. Vicar of Dibley had three series that ran from 1994 to 1999, plus a number of specials, right up to a lockdown episode in 2020. The idea of Vicar of Dibley began as the Church of England started to ordain women in 1994, which was controversial back then. The quiet country village of Dibley is having a new vicar after the previous man who served there for a lifetime. To their shock and consternation, their new vicar is a woman, Geraldine Granger. And the comedy follows her life in the parish, dealing with a cast of very peculiar characters and their reaction to having their life disturbed by Geraldine and her new ideas. The laughs are in the characters more than the stories, and there's a really strong cast of character actors led by Dawn French in the title role. The Vicar of Dibley follows village life through the year, and it has three Christmas episodes. One as an extended special for Christmas Day 1996, one as part of Series 2, shown on Christmas Day 1999, and the last one, the longest ever Dibley episode, shown on Christmas Day 2004. The first one, the 1996 episode, is my favourite. It's called The Christmas Lunch Incident, and it has the kindly Geraldine, who lives alone, agreeing to go to Christmas dinner with three of her parishioners on Christmas Day. She eats an enormous Christmas dinner with all three of them. First, she eats with Frank Pickle and Jim Trott, who give her turkey and 16 types of vegetable. Then she moves on to village patriarch David Horton and his son Hugo for another enormous meal, including a sprout-eating competition. Then there's another meal, this one with her friend Alice and her family. She tries to explain her predicament to Alice, but fails. Now then, just before we start eating, I'd like to tell you a little story. Oh, it's about the lovely, kind woman who's a vicar. Oh, just like you. Yes, and because she was trying to be kind to her parishioners, she agreed to have three different sets of Christmas lunch. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Isn't it? Yes. I mean, the first lunch, well, she was OK. But the second lunch, I mean, she was trying to manage to get it down. But by the time she got to the third family, you know, she was absolutely stuffed. Was she? Yes, she was. Was she? Yes, she was. Ah, she was, was she? Yes, she was. She couldn't eat another bite. I bet the thought of one more slice of turkey made her absolutely sick. I bet it made her absolutely sick. Did it? I bet it did. It did, did it? Yes, it certainly did. But since the third family was where her absolute best, best friend lived... Oh, like, I'm your best friend? Yeah, she decided to tell her best friend all about the three meals problem. Oh, good idea. Yes, because she knew her best friend would take pity on her and say, hey, you don't have to eat all that food if you don't want to. Just have a cup of tea instead, you know, to help her out. Oh, that's where it's not like me at all. No. <laughs> no? Because no. if she was my best friend, 
and we cooked a meal for her like we cooked this one for you and it turned out that she'd eaten already I'd just cry and cry my sister would cry look she's crying already just hearing the story and I'd probably be scarred psychologically for the rest of my life by this dreadful tale of the train and just sleep right well we better tuck in then eh? <laughs> now this starter is stuffing bowls of stuffing <laughs> So for the sake of English politeness, she's forced to eat another huge pile of food. The story is not about the food, it's about kindness. We know Geraldine would rather be alone with a pile of chocolate, but for her, love is being with her friends. It's both touching and hilarious. The 1999 Christmas special, called Winter, is also strong, but a bit more formulaic. It involves staging a nativity play in a barn. Here's Frank auditioning to be a wise man. Hello, Vicar. Oh, hello, Frank. I'd like to audition for one of the wise men. Oh, right, lovely, right. Well, here's the script. Yes. I'll read in the other wise men for you, shall I? Right, yes. All right. <clears throat> Ready? Here we go. Lo, behold, a wondrous star in the east... Let us follow it, my noble companion. Right? Perchance we will encounter the Son of God. Then we will worship him. Interesting interpretation, Frank. Can't say I quite understand the voice. Well, I was just thinking... I'm playing a wise man. Now, who's wise? And I thought, of course, Stephen Hawking. <laughs> Therefore, the voice. Take this myrrh. It's very nice. Well, I can see you've really thought about this, Frank. <laughs> More's the pity. Um, can I call you about it? It's very very good, though. Thank you. <laughs> of course, the whole thing ends in chaos. And, spoiler alert, a real baby is born as the audience watch the show. Then there's the 2004 Christmas special called Merry Christmas, marking Geraldine's 10th Christmas in Dibley and a competition to write a Christmas carol. The most memorable scene in this one is where they surprise Geraldine with an enormous chocolate fountain and the vicar just can't resist the temptation. With the line, I'm going in, she dives headfirst into the chocolate fountain for total immersion in chocolate. I do recommend The Vicar of Dibley, all of it, and its three Christmas specials. Find them on Britbox or anywhere else you can seek them out. The Christmas specials combine hilarious comedy with real British seasonal joy. V is for the Vicar of Dibley Christmas specials, and this is the Christmas Alphabet Podcast. V is for the virgin birth. One of the core 
Christian beliefs around Christmas is the virgin birth, or to put it more precisely, the virginal conception of Jesus. The Bible says that Mary was visited by an angel who said she was going to have a baby who would be the son of God. Mary says, but I'm a virgin. And the angel says, yes, you will conceive by the power of God's Holy Spirit, not by a human father. Then the angel goes to Joseph, Mary's fiancé, and says that Mary's baby wasn't by another man, but was God's baby. And several times the Gospels say that Mary and Joseph didn't have sexual relations until after the baby was born. Now there's been lots and lots of discussion around this Christian doctrine over the years, and I'm not going to go into all of it now. One major talking point recently that you may have heard has been the way Matthew's Gospel uses an Old Testament passage to back up his claim to the virgin birth. He quotes a prophet who said, Behold, a virgin will conceive. And recent critics have said, well, that word virgin there in the prophet just means young woman. And they are right. But those who want to support the virgin birth will point out that Matthew says a lot more about the conception of Jesus than just that one verse in the prophet. And he's using the prophet Isaiah to back up his account, not to explain it. And very often he simply says things like Mary and Joseph didn't have sexual relations together. He's not using the prophet Isaiah as his only evidence. There are also debates about Mary, whether she remained a virgin all her life, as Roman Catholics would claim, or whether she went on to have normal relations with her husband and have more children, as other Christians would maintain. But the most important part about the virgin birth for Christians is not really about Mary, it's what it says about Jesus. Christmas is special because Jesus is special, and his unique status comes from being the Son of God, fully human and also fully God. And that's what the virgin birth is really all about. V is for the virgin birth, one of the central teachings of the Christian faith around Christmas time. And this is the Christmas Alphabet Podcast. Today we're looking at the letter V on the Christmas Alphabet Podcast. Now it's time for a few little V's that didn't make their way into a main entry on our alphabet. V is for Vene Redemptor Gentium, which some claim to be the oldest Christmas carol of all, written in the 4th century by Ambrose of Milan. V is for another carol, A Virgin Most Pure, an English carol from Gloucestershire written in the 16th century. This is a lively one. Its chorus goes, Rejoice and be merry, set sorrows aside. Christ Jesus our Saviour was born on this tide. You have to sing it in a Gloucestershire accent. Check that one out. And V is for Virginia O'Hanlon, the eight-year-old girl from New York who, in 1897, wrote a letter to the New York Sun newspaper asking whether Santa Claus was real the paper saw the opportunity to reply with a feature article which was written by reporter Francis Church, often now quoted as, Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. The beautifully written reply was reprinted every year for over 50 years. Virginia herself became an educator 
and a school principal. So V is for Virginia O'Hanlon. This is the Christmas Alphabet Podcast, and we're looking today at the letter V. We like to finish our episodes with the story behind a Christmas song, and today our song is V for The Virgin Mary Had a Baby Boy. This song is a favourite in our church at Christmas services. Its lively beat provides a, a bit of a break from other carols, which can sometimes be a bit slow. You won't be surprised to hear that this song originates from the Caribbean. But its story is a bit more complicated and interesting than you might think. The song is from Trinidad, which means its heritage is as much from South America as it is from the West Indies. The island of Trinidad lies just off the coast of Venezuela. The form of folk music in Trinidad, particularly popular at Christmas, is called parang. Parang traditions are similar to English wassailing, with groups of musicians going round the streets with all sorts of instruments playing and singing. A style of music called aguinaldo is often sung at Christmas. Our song, The Virgin Mary Had a Baby Boy, well, it's more Calypso than Aguinaldo, but it's influenced by those Trinidadian street singer traditions. It combines a glorious mixture of West African and Spanish and French influences. The song was first written down from the singing of a man called James Bryce, who was then 92 years old. It was published in a book called The Edric Connor Collection of West Indian Spirituals and Fold Tunes. That's a mouthful. In 1945. And then it was published in Britain in the Cambridge Hymnal in 1967. The song became well known to lovers of Christmas music when it was recorded by Harry Belafonte in 1961. The Virgin Mary had a baby boy. The Virgin Mary had a baby boy. The Virgin Mary had a baby boy, and they gave him the name of Jesus. It's also been recorded by all sorts of Diverse as Lonnie Donegan, the skiffle singer, Kiri Takanoa, the opera singer, and the Kingston Trio. The chorus in its traditional version says, He come from the glory, he come from the glorious kingdom. I love those words, words that point to the divine origin of Jesus, who was God's gift from heaven. But some modern carol books have seen the language as problematic, particularly here in Britain, and they've altered it to he came from the glory, not he come from the glory. Perhaps they think it's a a little bit racist or problematic to encourage congregations to use the language of the Caribbean. I'm quite happy myself to embrace the words and culture of the original. What do you think? V is for the song The Virgin Mary Had a Baby Boy. A great song with a real swing to it. And this is the Christmas Alphabet Podcast. 
I'm your host Wayne and that's it for now from me for the letter V. All the music on this podcast is in the public domain or used for review purposes. Please do spread the word, tell your friends about us, and as we get closer to Christmas, do point them to the Christmas Alphabet podcast. Or if you're listening within the Christmas season, well, a very happy Christmas to you here and now. You can follow us at Christmas Alphabet Podcast on Facebook. We're also at Christmas Alpha on Twitter. We're on Instagram at Christmas Alphabet. Uh, please leave us a positive review that on that Facebook very or well received. on Apple Podcasts or, well, on whatever podcast app you use. You can also find us at our website at christmasalphabet.com and you can send me a note by email using the address wayne at christmasalphabet.com. So I will be back in two weeks with the wonderful Christmas time. That is the letter W, which offers us White Christmas, Wassling, Wenceslas, We Three Kings, While Shepherds Watched, Winter Wonderland, and lots more to choose from. Thank you for being with us today, and may the joy of Christmas be with you all year round. Mm-hmm.